Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, 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 welcome. It is the Hard Knocks After Show. Talking, uh, talking lions, talking knocks. Talking talkin knocks. Talking knocks. I'm Chad Hardwick, your host here. Um, <laughs> my name is actually Christopher Fett, the adequate host at Christopher Fett on Twitter. With me, as always, Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Ryan is uh, barely... Maybe on his way? <laughs> Maybe on his way. He's he's getting... He, he's putting the kids to bed. He's putting the kids to get bed right now. Getting fired up. He got way too fired up after uh, some of the speeches that Dan Campbell gave on the show. So we're getting uh, we're getting all the Kool Aid together here. Episode one is in the books for uh, United States, from what I'm led to understand. Some other countries out there. I know we have plenty of fans across the nation that are still waiting to hear it. So if you haven't heard it yet, press pause. Come right back once you have. Uh, yeah, but I was very entertained. I think I've said before that my opinion of Hard Knocks has always been one of a show that really needed a good direction and place to go. And I think they found it, Jeremy, because a uh, lot of energy in this one, a lot of Dan yeah. Campbellisms. Sure. We have about eight different places to start. Here, Here's where ahead. I want to start. I I did not expect to find myself tapping into a long forgotten Metallica phase where no uh, leaf clover all of a sudden does something to me that music hasn't done in a while. And just watching Dan Campbell walk out of the tunnel at the end, as that song is creeping up with the harps playing in the background. Oh man, that got, that got me good. And yeah, we were talking about it before. Like that was, yeah. that was the original they did for the S and M album, which was like, uh, here's my Metallica phase too. Right. I thought I forswore that band, but uh, no, the S and M album was like what they they did that with the the San Francisco Harmonic Orchestra or yeah. Symphony, and uh, that yes, strings just, cool. like that was the a, original with them, and it was perfect. I mean, Dan Dan Campbell teed him up right, like he, mm -hmm. they start the episode oh, with that absolutely. quote about the 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 light at the tunnel being a freight train coming, coming and then they just way, yeah. and, uh, like I'm literally getting goosebumps just thinking about the scene right now. It was. It was so perfectly played by HBO, and this is why NFL Films is the best in the business. Like yeah. they're able to to set you up and then knock all the pins down at the end and to, to, uh, to tie to tie the bow back together. Yes, yes, perfectly. They, they perfectly so, and I mean, this is that's just me fanboying on Metallica and and HBO Films. Not even talking about the lines and and how much cool moments there were in here. But to me, that's just maybe it's the the videographer in me. I love that. Well. Part. If I'm going to power rank the stars, we, we do love our list sure. cast here on, on Pride of Detroit. The stars of this episode, number one, was Dan Campbell. Of course. Obviously, like that, that, 
goes without saying that Dan Campbell was all over it from the from jump to end. You know, the HBO knew that the main character the series is Dan Campbell from getting him to the getting him from the up downs to the Metallica to the the speech that we've all kind everyone, of seen. Which, by the way, one of my one of my friends had to note. It's like, what studies is he talking about? What studies? That's just a well, dumb no. guy well, thing to say. I no. know there probably is one. I know there probably is one, Jeremy. But like to go out there and be like, studies say it's like calluses, calluses. But, calluses. but here's the thing: like that to me was the moment that that Dan, like the part of Dan Campbell that that we don't see all that often because we see the meathead stuff. We see we see the the we'll we'll. Uh, we'll tread water long enough for for to bury your ass in the whole opening speech. But I think that speech right after that first practice where it starts off of him being like, hey, you guys need to be better. Like that can't be our first padded day. Mm. Our, our effort needs to be better. And then like he turns halfway in the middle of that that speech to be like, listen, I'm doing this for you guys. Like, and then it, it turns like, and I, yeah. I know you're laughing and I, I don't no, know. If, no, 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 I, I, I thought it was a heartfelt of, speech. I thought it was a heartfelt yeah, speech too. It was I just not could insincere. Not, I was just saying, I was just saying, it's just such a Dan thing to the to like, just that tiny thing. I, I pick up on tiny things in here and I sure. loved it. Everything from one ass cheek and three fingers will beat <laughs> your, three toes will beat your ass. <laughs> we'll to, uh, by the way, speaking of another metal reference, he's talking a lot about oceans and shallows and deeps. Um, unifying that together, I think you will appreciate that, Jeremy. So we had Metallica, but that right there is kind of the death clock theory, Metalocalypse theory of football. Oh my god! Go, go into the water. <laughs> go into the water. But I, I, I like uh, that. I that heartfelt part that just it, yeah. We only saw a glimmer of it in this episode, and I think we're going to see more of it. Where it's like this is all coming from a place of love and care, and and we really saw it with the other play, like. This was obviously a, a very coach centric episode where all of the coaches talked about how they feel like they can relate to the players because they have what it was at 80 years of experience. Yes, playing experience that I was staff. so glad they hit upon that. Uh, we're going to go to the rest of my list here in a second, but I'm glad they hit upon that. Plus all the tape, which I loved. I remember Mark Brunel throwing that pass to beat the Broncos. That was amazing. <laughs> it was fun seeing all those old clips. Uh, Aaron Glenn take like that pick six that he had. Oh, that man. was amazing. But like, it, it goes to what I, we've been saying. I, I we've been saying on this podcast for two years that the experience these guys bring, being former players, and I called it a theory that Dan Campbell's working on. Yeah. I know he said it's like that's just how it came together, but it's right. a theory of like this can work with for, with former NFL players to get th- get them through kind of the bumps and bruises of the season. Which, as much as they are talking it up, I think there's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises. But that does lead us to number two on the power rankings for me, which is. Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn together as number two after Dan Campbell, because uh, I don't think I'm going to get over the uh, angry. I love yous. The angry. I love you going back and forth. Was, I mean, uh, <laughs> I love you, but what was the full quote? I, I love you, I'll but beat your ass between, I'll, between the between the lines. Yeah. I want to fuck you up. I want to fuck lines. you up. That's, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. Ryan joins us now. Ryan Matthews, the rock God at Ryan underscore P O D. Yes. Hello. Hello. Oh man, wasn't it great when Aiden Hutchinson just like ended civil unrest in our country for like <laughs> two and a half minutes? I was gonna say I uh, I think he was number three on my list after Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley's love fest. Uh, first for first for getting a, a, a I, I I completely forgot about Chris Hutchinson. I forgot that his dad played sure, it. Yeah. So that was a long line there. But right at the end, I think the best thing we got was 
Aiden Hutchinson's mind being blown as Obina Eze. Did I say that the name yep. right, Jeremy? Yep, okay, okay. Good. Thank you. I, I've only seen it in writing. Uh, sitting there, blow, his mind blown that <laughs> Eze had offers to like half the SEC and to Michigan and that he, he chose Memphis. Memphis because he just liked the coaches because he had only played football for a year and just liked yeah. Memphis. He he didn't know better. Um, that, the dude, the that coaches was... that props the coaches at Memphis apparently giving him yeah. the sell job of the century to get him to come there instead instead of Alabama. But but okay, so I, I want to talk a little bit about the Billy Jean moment because it obviously got hyped yeah, up for that... like two weeks before we we got to see it and. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill it. Like, I'm, I mean, he got into it. And and as a karaoke expert, like we, we've we done karaoke on these streams before. We can't call ourselves that. Ryan. <laughs> no, no, no. no Ryan, Let me finish. Ryan, Let me finish. We cannot call ourselves karaoke experts. Half of the battle is effort. In, in fact, I would say, I would argue in karaoke, 90% of the battle is effort. So I'm not going to knock Hutchinson on his effort. The effort was good. I expected the singing to be a lot better based on what everyone was saying. The singing was not good even after the false start there. Oh my god. Hey, wow. This is wild. <laughs> I did not anticipate hearing this. The man had no backup track. That's true. He That's sang fair. it a cappella. That's fair. Have you ever done fair. karaoke a cappella? I could have killed it. I have. I have. <laughs> I have, but it's only the it's the one song I trust myself to do and it's well, I mean, Grant, that's the one song he trusted himself to do. I'm sure I would sound just about the same doing right now hollow notes out of touch. But listen, I'm just saying, like, the only reason that moment carried as much weight is because everyone else got behind him. And it, it was cool when they did, right? That's like, the point of it. When they got to the when he got to the bridge, you know, <laughs> people always tell me like that. That's when, like, the energy started to fill the room. And then you get to the course and everyone's like bumping. And, and sure, I'm just saying he got he got by with a little help from his friends. That's all I'm saying. I thought I thought it exceeded the height. Really? Thought exceeded okay. the yeah. I, I thought 100%. this was very musical. I thought this was a very, all, all in all, a very musical hard knocks. Malcolm Rodriguez, um, I think I need him to put his shoes on first, but he he also was dancing pretty got well. Got dogs out. Mm. And uh, yeah, we were talking before you got here, Ryan, about No Leaf Clover just being the soundtrack to all of this. It's been uh, it's fascinating. But yeah, then you. What Drag you t- into the abyss, man. <laughs> did it tap into your, your latent Metallica? Did you have a Metallica phase? Because that, that's what it did for me. It, like, it pulled me back to, like, the, what was it, the, the Family oh, I Values listened, Tour I listened, days? I listened to S&M nonstop. Like, <laughs> that was the one Metallica album I had, and I listened to it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, the thing the thing that I think was great about my experience in watching this episode was that, Amanda, who just is not interested in football at all whatsoever, not interested in anything that has to do with this production, is like watching Aiden Hutchinson perform Billie Jean. And she's like, what is going on? (laughs) But like to peel it back to like what you just said about, you know, about Campbell, that opening speech, like that just set the tone for the rest of the episode because like she was hook, line and sinker. Yeah. After he gave that speech, because she's like, "Who is this fucking psychopath? <laughs> like, why? Why are all? Why are all these men like? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I, yeah. I like there. There was that point in that middle speech after the first pad of practice where he's like, "I know some of you are looking like looking at me like I'm a psychopath. I'm not a psychopath." And I just thought in my head, like, "I'm not a psychopath." <laughs> said by psychopath (laughs) i'm not a psychopath t-shirt is is raising a lot of questions already answered by the t-shirt 
<laughs> right. um yeah it's the, I, it's the I, meme of spongebob like looking for the maniac yeah, and the exactly. wanted poster is right behind him yeah all trying to find the guy who's the psychopath here uh no i think i mean the coaching staff in general stood out so much they kept sure. going to kelvin shepherd a lot too and yeah kelvin shepherd i thought i've been telling y'all i've been that, telling y'all i thought that was a great quote from him about like you know dan telling him no don't cut your hair at all yes. you know, I yes i want kelvin shepherd i, I want not, kelvin shepherd i'm not hiring professional version of kelvin shepherd i want kelvin, kelvin, shepherd, kelvin shepherd. shepherd yeah that That'll, was definitely one moment that stuck out to me another one just kind of a, an interesting quote like and i think it speaks to the hunger of this coaching staff is mark brunel when he said like the hardest part of coaching is not doing it like he can't mm-hmm. he can't go out there he can't and go perform. out there and do it himself yeah yeah i think deuce has told us the same thing in a pot we had deuce on, deuce staley on a podcast if you're new to pride of detroit on our twitch stream twitch.tv slash pride detroit you can go back to our archives we interviewed deuce staley i think 2021 and sure. he said it himself like he's he's shaking a little bit on the sideline he wants to he wants to <laughs> yeah. do the, sh- the stutter step he wants to he wants to do the moves that he wants deandre swift to be doing out there yeah so like that's that's definitely part of it i think that's number four on my list so i've got number one dan campbell number two aaron glenn and deuce staley separated from the rest of the coaching staff just because the angry i loves you getting and i just want that one part i know it's going to be impossible to bleep that one part where they're just hounding each other in the entire practice the angry angry uh very very <laughs> the, innuendo the circling, laden love the, the circling of circling the each other kills me barking at each other man <laughs> Uh, number three, Aiden Hutchinson. Four is the other coaches, and then five. I mean, let's give it up to a guy, a guy who's also been on our podcast, Jamal Williams, who I thought yeah. was like, you want to talk about speeches? Jamal is going to be a coach one day with the speeches he gives. We can ben. tell he's um, even I, he, he's entered his dark phase. I feel like we got him in 2021 before the season. He was always he was all happy. He was all happy, all anime, and I feel like you can tell last year hurt him a lot. You can tell him three, three, 13 and one really hurt Jamal. Cause you can hear that pain in the voice when he wants the, the team to do as well as Dan wants them to do. It's, it's a completely different side of him that, that we haven't seen. And it's actually, that wasn't even the full speech. Like there was a little bit of the speech that they cut out. Cause they, they showed the full, full speech on, on the inside the den that premiered last night. Um, but yeah, it, it's insane to me that a player that's been here for one season can be that impacted by everything can be that bought into the culture and that hurt by one season. And maybe it's, you know, you're coming from a Packers team that, that has, you know, such a, a high pedigree and you they know, know hurt though. Like they've, they've been hurt in the playoffs too. They I, do, I know, but I not in the same way, to, but yeah, yeah. Not in, in, I'm, I'm playing meaningless games in November way. Like that's a completely different style that's of fair. hurt. And to see him just so affected by that is like, I don't know something about grown men crying, like especially about a football team I care about. And I've probably cried about once or twice in my life. Like it, it, it it reminded me of the moment Dan Campbell stepped on the field when he, on the practice field, the first time, like the first time after being hired as a head coach, like he broke down and seeing Jamal Williams, a guy who is not a legacy player of this franchise, just break down completely on the first day of padded practice. Like how can you not love that guy? And, and it, it, we didn't get any, like we got almost zero silly Jamal today and he still stole the show. show. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Jamal was, I mean, we knew that Jamal was going to be entertaining. We just didn't know he had like this range, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Again, we got him when he was. If I'm grading, if I'm grading this like it's a television show and he's yeah. an actor, he has incredible range now. He like has, he has fantastic. Michael Keaton range. Yeah, dude. we haven't even got <laughs> we haven't even gotten to episode two yet. We've been promised like the St. Brown family, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot more Jamal Williams too. And we got we got a huge amount of range out of Jamal in one show. J- Jamal is Bob Odenkirk, Jeremy. There you go. <laughs> I love that humor, silly humor to drama. Oh, humor to drama poor, at the drop of a hat. Gene. <laughs> I got to say, the turns of phrases that came out of this though might be the other story, and I think. Besides the karaoke, I'm already seeing the Billie Jean thing lighting up social media, but the turns of phrases, man, we've already talked about Dan's. We've already talked about, uh, you know, whether or not it's shallows or the deep, you know, got to go into the, to drown it. To, you got to tread water to, to bury someone uh, to three toes and one ass cheek. Also, uh, don't take a shit. Uh, also, God, the after the after credit scenes. These were, nuts. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah he drops a D's nuts, nuts, nuts. Drops a D's nuts joke. That's kind of, I think that's kind of requisite now. I know, I mean, shit, even Nick Saban's dropping D's nuts jokes, but what else we get? Uh, I know you were giggling about, Jeremy. You were giggling about, uh, you look like a big ass mushroom. <laughs> yeah, with players that was kind of interesting. On- I yeah. did not think that the new padded helmets were, were going to make the, the hard knocks, but it got, it got definitely got it. Like just Aaron Glenn breaking down when he first sees them. It's just like, it's, it's fun seeing people happy. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's Taylor Decker wistfully putting away clothes in his closet that he's going <laughs> to wear once he's in better shape. <laughs> once he's not so big that, anymore. That might be the most relatable thing that yeah, Taylor Decker yeah, has yeah, ever I'm said. Doing in for life. sure. I'm doing, that. I'm doing that right now. Trust me. Trust me. Um, and then what, what's, Oh, the other thing that stuck with me is the uh, no shits in the uh, running backs room. <laughs> no shits, No, I, I was going to say my three things I've taken away from this is heavy metal, taking shits and angry gay love between coaches. <laughs> it's deuces. Eight seconds though. It's not your eight seconds. He's counting when you leave the room. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, while we're on the shit, while we're on the shits topic jamal jamal williams may have still had the quote of the episode with his we're running through you like diarrhea yeah ag yeah he yeah. said it to ag didn't he this was so. an insanely quotable hard knocks yeah i we don't were- remember anything since i i can't tell you i can't tell you the last time we had a good uh hard knocks quote and that was jeff fisher but I feel like this one has been a very quotable, a very quotable hard docs. Yeah, we might, we might, by the end of this, we might just beat out. Now let's go have a fucking snack. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, what else stood out to you guys? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the glow about a lot of this right now. I, I feel like we didn't touch enough on, on AG and, and, uh, and Deuce, right? Like I wrote down a couple of great lines from there. Which, which is like okay so it seemed like the offense was winning a lot of those reps and then the defense finally gets one and aaron glenn gets in his face and, and deuce's reply is oh great you stopped the screen oh you, you stopped the screen wow good job Stop oh the yeah screen. no i think i think uh they, they he like blew the whistle it's like oh you're the ref now you're the ref now. Yes, that was my other favorite <laughs> yeah. oh yeah he's talking about he's holding, holding. Yeah. yeah oh you ref now you ref <laughs> I don't know, As I man, said, like... just like, I love you. I love you. If everyone could express their love like Deuce and, and AG do, this, this, this is, this is free love here. Free, free love. This was, um, this was very clearly like Hard Knocks playing their best card too. 
right? Sure. Like episode one, you got it. Was it was it was really heavy on the coaching staff, and I mean we all know about the the footage that they got from you know going to the St. Brown's house, and they obviously you know gave a lot of that away with the uh, Hutchinson family too. But like, I think that now as the weeks go on, it's going to be more roster focused and 100%. it's going to be, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that though. Like, I think that yeah. this was a really good primer yeah. because I think the most impactful part of the episode to me aside, I won't say aside. I think it's the speech that Dan Campbell gave after the first padded practice. Like mm-hmm. you could tell that he was like, he was about to break down. Like he was getting choked up. He's like, you guys have to trust me. He's like, this is the only way that you're going to be healthy. And it like echoes the thing that he said, you know, when he's talking to him, uh, you know, b- before they go out for their first practice. And he's like, this is the best you're going to feel for eight months. Yeah. Like this is the best you're going to feel for, for quite some time. And the, the sooner that you accept that, the, the better off you're going to be. And like, I don't, I hate the whole, like, I'd run through a brick wall or inject this into my veins or like any of those like cliche dumb things. But like, it's just as simple as saying like, I believe in Dan Campbell. I believe in Dan Campbell. Yeah. It's hard not to man. Like I know, I know there's this like exterior vision of who he is as a person, but I feel, I feel like they don't understand him. Like I do sometimes Ryan. (laughs) And, and hopefully by the end of the thing that they do, because I mentioned that at the top, like I feel like that moment, was the side of Dan Kimball that not everyone sees, right? It, it, it's that, it's that, yes, I'm telling you to run through a wall and, and destroy this guy and bite his kneecap and whatever, but I also care the fuck out of you. Yeah. As I said, this is, it's, it's male, it's male love all over this episode it in is. the angriest way possible. And but, but, so what I, I want to look towards, I want to look towards next week uh, yeah. as we wrap up here on our, on our after show. And if you're in on Twitch right now, stick around. We will take questions from chat and talk about it a little bit more. We're just getting our recorded part done. So as we look towards episode two, we have established that the coaches were the stars of this one from highlighting all their playing time to Dan Campbell's speeches to Deuce and AG to everything here. So where, what, what are you, uh, you talked about it a little bit, Ryan, you're expecting more to see more of the roster moving forward. And we got a little bit of that with Eze and Hutchinson, kind of a, a nice contrast, two guys in the ice bath, one who was the number two overall pick one who's pro I is Eze still with the team or did he, was he one of the retirees uh, lately? No, here? that was, that was the, that was, uh, I forgot his name already. That's, it wasn't Eze bad. though. I thought, <laughs> no, I, no. My mistake. Zaino like, Bade is, is the, the one Ferris, Ferris State yeah, tackle, Z- right? Zaino Bade, right. yeah. Yep. Yeah, but Eze from Memphis, he's still on the team, but still undrafted rookie, uh, undrafted free agent. I think yeah. we were, t- I, I think I've had, I don't know if I've had him in my bubble watch, but he's looking to make it pretty much at depth yeah. as, as a, as a offensive lineman, huge contrast there, but it sets us up very nicely to what is the meat of hard knocks, which is the haves and have nots of an NFL roster moving forward. So where, where, Ryan, where do you see the highlights coming from? Besides that we know about, we've already got a lot of Aiden Hutchinson and we know that St. Brown's family is coming. Yeah. I, so real quick, I think the, the thing that I'm most excited to see uh, weirdly enough is like in episode two, like I can't wait to see on the field stuff during the, during the preseason game. Like, I can't wait to hear audio from that. I can't sure. wait to hear, you know, stuff from just on the sideline because that's always great stuff. And especially with it being hard knocks, you get it way more unfiltered than, the, you know, NFL films, right? But the 
I want Jared Goff. Like I want them to, I want them to the hone hard knocks all-star. Jared I, Goff. I want them to hone in on the fact that like, this is the third time around and he's with a new team and there's so met like, there's and this so might be his many last expectations. Chance. This, this might be his last chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many expectations surrounding him and like, I just think that that goober is <laughs> interesting enough to put on camera from that angle. Like, I, I think that there's enough intrigue there. Like he should be like, not like the, obviously the main focus of it, but like, I would like Jared Goff to be highlighted in a episode two. I, I mean, I guess I don't have a specific person in mind. I am interested in some of the bubble players. Like I think Jared Davis and Jeff Okuda, those, uh, not Jeff Okuda is a bubble player, but like I'm think, saying those guys kind of have more appealing stories to me. Um, but I, I think you bring a good point. Like we got almost no on-field audio from players. Whether yeah. it was in practice, they basically skipped over the entire Ford Fest. That just became a montage, which was interesting. Interesting choice. And that's fine. Like that, that's fine. And I imagine they'll probably go back, right? They, they kept Knox it, right? Not, Hard Knocks is not always completely chronological. I think yeah. I think that's like they don't always run up to, to the previous week. No, so they think, have they have stories. The story they want to tell is most important. Timeline be damned. Yeah. But the the one thing that I was most excited for from the get-go from Hard Knocks, and we got almost zero of it in this episode and that's the meeting rooms because that's that's the true unparalleled access i'm there during practices i'm there at the press conference yeah shout I've out to seen... you in the green in the green polo by the way <laughs> right i didn't i didn't make a brief appearance uh but what we don't see is 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 the the, the meeting room stuff and, and yeah we saw the dancing yeah we saw a speech or two but i'm talking about like those intimate where the uh, the coaches are talking about the players. That's you're what I want to see. You're you're talking about like the credits run, like yeah. those like staff meetings. Like but it, we, but we not, got the silly parts, right? Like yeah. you're yes. you wanna I want to see the like the meat part. and potatoes. Yes. We got we got one scene of that this this week, and it was the the coaches talking about Aiden Hutchinson saying like, "Hey, did you, we did, did, did we do it? Did, did, did we, we do, do it? it? Did we get the right guy?" Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You better, like, you better. You took him now. Like, I want to hear. I want to hear them talk about players that they don't like. I want to hear them talk about players that they do like. I want to. I want to hear what they say unfiltered about Malcolm freaking Rodriguez. Like that's what I'm excited to see because those are those guys that they're most unfiltered, and those are the guys. Like if there's a different version of these coaches, and I'm not sure there is than than the ones that we're seeing public facing. I, and I think those guys are pretty authentic, but if there's a different person out there, we're going to see him behind the scenes in, in those meetings. And so that's, that's what I'm really excited about. I think it'll just break some of their hearts again. Like that was like one of the first things out of DC's mouth, Dan Campbell's mouth was, you know, don't worry about where you are on the roster. Cause again, all these guys yeah. were NFL players and they've all fought for roster spots before sure. they all know just what hell is coming down that bike, which will make it insanely fascinating when we actually do get to cut days on hard knocks but we will get to that next when we get to that on hard knocks we'll be with you all hard knocks detroit lions season long by the way i saw at the end they were previewing hard knocks in season for the cardinals yeah yeah no i knew you'd say that but until next time i'm christopher fett that's jeremy reisman that's ryan matthews we'll see you star side stick around for more hard knocks more talking knocks uh (laughs) 